Tune you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. <laughs> well, happy trick Halloween. Or, trick or treat. <laughs> um, so what kind of handy are you handing out today at your house? Uh, whatever we could buy in bulk at Costco. So that is oh. what we're handing. We're handing just so, big bags of mixed Mars candy and, you know, Skittles okay. and all that kind of stuff. Just the little baggies. You're not like a big chocolate bar guy. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not the big chocolate bar family or, or household. In fact, actually, other like just last year was the first year we've actually been home handing out candy because we've always been out with our kids going around trick-or-treating. So oh, we'd always yeah. just leave a bowl of candy in front of our door. And like, of course, you know, some little asshole kid would always be the first one to come and like dump the whole bag into his, his pillowcase because he's a glutton. But, uh, but now we actually get to hand it out and see all the little kids in their costumes. And, you know, it's kind of cool. It's, it's fun to be like able to do that in the front yard. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And I was yeah. just, I would ask you what you're handing out, but I don't think you're handing out anything for, for Halloween. No, today. this is, but you know what? This is the first year that we won't have ever handed out candy. Like I've been handing out candy for 20 years. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Even before yeah. my daughter was born. So that's over for us. I don't know. And the, honestly, I probably would have, but there's so much snow on the ground. We're just not going to see anybody this year. So it, it just feels like going to all the rigmarole for that is, I don't know. There's got to be a better way, something else to do. I'm not yeah. sure what it is yet, yeah. but. <laughs> well, if you were in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. There would ah. be something better to do tonight. And uh, how was that for a transition? That um, was well so, done. Thank you. Thank you. So they there is a glow in the park mini golf. So it's a blacklight mini golf location. They're in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. They've created for the last two weeks a what they call their not so spooky edition. And they just basically took, uh, they worked with some local artists and local artists did some like repainting and black uh, and like blacklight paint on the walls. Um, they added some additional elements to the different courses and then, you know, changed a few things up. I've got just like a little quick uh, video here. I'll just go ahead and play yeah, these so guys. It's been, uh, very well. Uh, oh, uh, now I somehow can't uh, months, uh, make it big. Uh, we decided the last two weeks. Uh, this year. It was, uh, I was able to make it really big because it's really small. So we can't do that. Uh, you know, I was able to make it big prior and then for whatever reason I go away and I come back and then it just I doesn't know. work. Just whenever they embed these videos, like, just put it on YouTube. Like, come on. I know. Oh, and now we've got to play an ad. All right. This is, uh, we're going to skip this then and um, just assume that it's really cool. And, uh, you know, that's what we're going to go ahead and do. It, it was a cool, just, awesome experience of mini golf. All right. Yeah. Not too scary. Yeah. And so, you know, basically what they did is, you know, from October 19th to the October 31st, they did their Halloween edition. And, yeah, you know, I think this is just, we've talked about this before, all, you know, all through this month. These are perfect opportunities to drive repeat visitation. I'm sure somebody's gone in before. They've gone to Glow in the Park and and like okay, once you play Blacklight Mini Golf, you're probably not going to go in more than maybe once every other year or something. And so this gives you that chance to come in and have a different experience. And I don't know if they do something different for Christmas or for Easter or for St. Patty's Day or Valentine's Day, but these are great opportunities to retheme your space around seasonality and drive that repeat visitation yeah. and give a different experience. Yeah, right on. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm isn't that what makes makes living in a city fun though too when the city changes things, they throw up fall stuff, Christmas stuff, you know. So yeah, get out there, change up your facilities, throw these things. Yeah. 
Well, exactly. Right. Exactly. Just put a couple of pumpkins and some hay and a scarecrow even like in your entrance, like just make something or, a little bit more seasonal and festive. Throw on a Halloween hat, become a witch, you know, or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Woody. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, speaking of Woody's, I'm in love, um, but that would be really inappropriate. So let's well, just You've already said it. So I already said it. Okay. Anyway, I truly am in love, you guys. Okay. And I feel like a bit of a... <sighs> A dumb dumb here. Okay, I always get mad at my mom for kind of getting caught up in scams, but I saw this today on Instagram and wasn't paying too much attention clearly. And I'm like, oh my god, Disney's coming out with a new movie, Pugarito Lulu. She's adorable. Like, I'm like, this is going to be a hit. This little um, oh my gosh, she's a Dutch pug is absolutely um, I want one now. I just need one. They're just oh my god, adorable, right? Look at this little outfit that she's wearing here. Anyway. I was showing this to Brandon and Brandon's like, he's like, mm, is this actually real? <laughs> and much to my chagrin, it is not. <laughs> so this is actually just Lulu, the Dutch pug who has generated some AI pictures or something of herself to proclaim that she's going to be in a Disney Pixar movie. And gosh, I should know better because I've seen this before. I think you can even do this with like a magazine cover or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, but what I'll say is to, to pivot to something that actually, you know, we're going to be talking about at our IAPA uh, okay. FEC launch session uh, on, on the Wednesday of, during the week of IAPA Expo, uh, we're going to be talking about AI generated art and how you can use that for your own facility and to do pretty freaking amazing things. So Lulu yeah. is a YouTube star pug. And if you like Lulu, the pug, it's going to show up and she's a YouTube star. She's nine years old. Um, and, uh, and her owner, uh, must have gone into Mid Journey or Dolly Three or whatever and generated images of her pug Lulu the pug in Pixar settings, and um, and it's just amazing what it can be what, what can be done. And this is uh, this is the type of stuff that we could be doing for our you know our venues or our mascots or you know anything to help you know post on social or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, quick and easy now, right? <clears throat> Subscription isn't very expensive, and in most cases, you can do a lot of this stuff for free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a cool little pivot. Um, and Lulu the Pug looks amazing. And you're right, it would be a killer Pixar movie. Um, Honestly, it, Pixar. Mm -hmm. Really would kill it. Yeah, really mm -hmm. would kill it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so <clears throat> we're kind of in the Midwest a little bit. So Oshkosh, Wisconsin to Chicago. Uh, in Chicago, recently opened on Labor Day weekend was uh, Race Time VR racing in escape rooms and, and McHenry, which is a suburb of Chicago. So it's actually not in Chicago proper. Uh, there's a couple, Jim and Jen Rice. They have uh, you know a couple of boys ages 10, 12, and 16, and they wanted to open a bar or they wanted to buy a bar. <clears throat> well, whatever that fell through. And so then they thought about, okay, well, what, what's a venue that our kids would be interested in opening? Many FEC and LBE venue operators go through a very similar thing. This is why we end up inflatable golf or, you know, inflatable golf, inflatable uh, bounce house rooms and different things like that. Because we think, okay, well, what would my little girl or little boy want to do? And there's nothing really in my area. And that's how this stuff happens. Right. So mm -hmm. they went through, they went through that and said, they, they took about three months. They found a location, they bought and built 10 racing rigs and then they, uh, you know, opened on Labor Day. So like in three months, they went from zero to 60, pun intended, and opened up their racing uh, VR racing venue. And so, you know, here's a here's an example of it. Um, you know, clearly they, they found like a, you know, probably some pretty good real estate, uh, mm -hmm. high-end you know, racing rigs. So these are fully, uh, you know, degree of motion, you know, full degree of motion, um, uh, 
racing rigs. Uh, you could watch the high def monitors, or you can put on the VR for an immos- a more immersive experience. And they have 10 of these. And, and you can see here also uh, some others, because what they've also done, and you can see in this like blue masked tape area, um, they have some areas masked out on the floor. This is where their VR escape room experiences are. So they've done a, they've partnered with a group that provides the VR ex- uh, escape experiences. Um, you know, and like you look at it and like, honestly, it's not that impressive. Um, you know, it's not a, like a super interesting um, space, but it's busy. Their people are hanging out, boys are hanging out. And like what I, what I like is that they're trying to keep the prices affordable so the kids can come and hang out. And Jen Rice says, seeing my 16-year-old here with his friends is awesome. That is one of the reasons we did this. There are not a lot of things, uh, fun things to do here for boys their ages. And mm-hmm. so, you know, look, this would normally be something I would say, well, you know, is kind of like maybe they should have worked a little bit harder on their theming or their experience and everything else. But you know what? Sometimes what a community needs is just a, a family that wants to provide a great experience for their community and for boys and, and, and better than getting them off the streets or sitting in their home behind a computer screen and playing these games. Now they're playing the games together and socializing and hanging out. And so, you know, I, I think this is a is kind of a cool thing to see the Rice yeah. family doing the McHenry. Yeah. Well, and proof of concept too, right? Like maybe it's just a real sample run to see how well mm-hmm. they do and give you a good perspective if it's worth opening and investing in something bigger. Right. Um, and you know, that team market, uh, it's such a struggle because there's so, there's just not enough stuff for them to do that they think is cool. And that's fun. Right. Other than going to the mall and hanging out and getting into trouble there, you know, going to a movie, they're just at that weird age where they can't start drinking and going out to bars. You know what I mean? And there's just not things that are just cool enough for them to do. So, yeah. 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 That's actually a really interesting perspective. And like, you know, you think, okay, this has a very casual laid back atmosphere, almost like they're hanging out at a friend's house and you know, that's what they want to do, right. They want to go hang out at a friend's house and, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever, or be, you know, if they're not going to be online. And so, um, yeah, maybe it's just the right type of like casual, like no frills type environment that may, that they feel comfortable in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know what I always said, I want to be the cool mom. You can come hang out at my house. I just want to know what you're doing. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Be able to monitor, check things out. So maybe that's what they're doing, but yeah, good on them for giving it a go because we know getting into this industry can like be uh, pretty ch- difficult sometimes. So, yep, yep, yep. 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 All right. Well, um, speaking of other experiences for teens to actually engage in, um, I think this one could actually be interesting for them. Maybe this might be a little bit young, but maybe on the younger teen side, Animal Crossing the game has a uh, kind of partnered up with Seattle, the Seattle Aquarium, and they've launched their new Horizons games with all the characters, and they're doing a fun activation inside of the Seattle Aquarium. Now, um, what's kind of cool is that some of the characters from the game, oh, bear with me as I just share my screen here, and I'll share um, uh, some of the fun stuff that they're doing. But uh, some some of the characters in this game are animals like sea otters, um, harbor seals, octopuses, different types of species. And your animal can engage with them and learn more about their setting, their habitat, and kind of what their lives are like right now. Um, But what Animal Crossing has done is they've teamed up with the Seattle Aquarium and they are trying to teach these kids more about conserving the marine environment. And so they've created this activation there with these characters. You can see this wall here of all the characters. You can go do your photo shoot in front of it. It's super fun. Um, And then they've placed other characters actually throughout the aquarium 
um, in these little stand-ups. You can take pictures of them there. They have some fun kind of uh, descriptions of the animal areas that are written in the Animal Crossing kind of theme um, for kids to kind of engage and enjoy in. Uh, this is the first time this has ever been done in an aquarium. Now, we have seen these kind of activations in other settings. Um, it's I'm uh, not right now, I'm not recalling what they are, but I, we have been seeing, you know, some of this actually happening. Um, and then they're also offering a, a bingo scavenger hunt that you can download onto your smart app and use as you go through the aquarium. So I just thought it was a super fun activation, um, a neat concept and a neat way to kind of, uh, you know, share, uh, share and create uh, interest in, um, you know, conserving marine environment and, uh, animals in our nature. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to bring, the video game concept and culture into a real life, uh, you know, real life environment. So, uh, cool to see that. And there's, there's so many more opportunities that could be leveraged by using brands and IP like animal crossing to raise awareness around conservation, or, you know, I could see that very easily working in zoos as well as aquariums. And, um, so hopefully we get to see more of that from animal crossing partnerships with other, uh, other places. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like they could tie this into like the purchase of a digital asset in Animal Crossing and then the money goes to conservation efforts, you know, or something kind of cool like that. So yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. we'll see more of this stuff coming out of the woodwork for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So moving to, uh, you know, moving from the Midwest. So we had Oshkosh and we had the you know, Chicago suburb. Now we're in Frankfurt, Kentucky, which I'm not sure mm. that really falls under Midwest. It's sort of like central uh, U.S. But anyway. Um, there's a, a new project has just been announced, a new tourism project, which is bringing an entertainment destination to Simpson County in Kentucky, um, just outside of Frankfurt. And apparently this is going to be a $33 million, almost $34 million project. And it's going to fund the construction of what they're calling the dine and play social house. And that is not just a first, so the, the, the entertainment component is a 45,000 square foot facility. And, you know, it's going to have your standard stuff. It's got an arcade, a bowling alley, mini golf, axe throwing, and then indoor, outdoor social game areas. Um, but it will also, you know, like ping pong, billiards and foaling. So we just actually saw foaling recently. It's the football bowling. Um, and but what was interesting about this space is that they're intentionally building it as a companion to a new Hampton Inn. And so the Hampton Inn will be built with the entertainment complex attached to it and then a full rentable event space as well as a full fine, uh, like a full sit down dining restaurant. And so they're doing this as a full encapsulated project. And the project is expected to generate $102 million in net new spending over 10 years, which obviously then generates other tax benefits, uh, you know, other tax revenue for the county and for the city itself. And it's expected to open in 2026. But I just wanted to call it out because this is one of those situations where, you know, you can, you can go and build an entertainment complex on its own. Um, and that's all fine because we see that happen all the time. But there's this there's really interesting, I don't know if it's an emerging trend yet, but we're beginning to see a few of these things happen where... Uh, hotels are being built with an entertainment complex with an event space uh, attached to it. This is just beginning to pop up here and there. And this isn't brand new. I mean, places like Great Wolf Lodge and Kalahari Resorts have like been doing this at a much larger scale for a long time. We're seeing this like it's a Hampton Inn, right? This isn't like mm -hmm. some amazing fancy cool. hotel, but it now has the entertainment complex next to it. 
Yeah, I think you reported on something like about this like not too long ago when they had created an outdoor adventure park alongside of the hotel, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah like a, sure. it's a ninja, yeah, a ropes course basically, and it's a zip line um, out mm -hmm. connected to um, not a Hampton Inn, but it was a you know a, a similar class of hotel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. I mean, and we have like here in Alberta, we have West End and Tim Mall that actually, I mean, same kind of idea. They built the hotel and they built the amusement park around it and had, I mean, they had some roller coasters and a little bit more upscale, but not really, you know, um, and they themed out the rooms there and it, it did so well because people wanted to have that adventure and get away. And this gives families the opportunity to get out of the house, get away from distractions and go and have some fun, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Or I'm traveling and even when I'm traveling for work, you know, we're going to having a work conference or yeah. whatever, like now so there's something events. to do, you know, we go and do the conference, but then we go and, and we do the events, you know, have, have a bowling party or whatever, you know, as part of the work conference. And so there's so many different opportunities. And so I think we'll continue to see this trend, uh, you know, growing, tying hospitality with entertainment together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, actually. A lot of sense. Um, um so actually, speaking of traveling shows and, and arts and entertainment, um, the, the man that start, just started Cirque du Soleil, Guy, I'm going to, I will do a terrible job as his last name, Labertade, something like that, from Montreal, Canada. Um, he started Cirque way back in the day. He ended up selling it in 2015. Um, but I mean, Cirque was so magical and spectacular in its time. Um, it, it just captivated and did a, a massive job of taking up the... Um, uh, the market in Las Vegas, like at one point, 39% of their sales, the ticket sales in Vegas were all equated to Cirque shows, right? Which is crazy. And if you ever go to Vegas, you know how amazing their um, auditoriums are there. Like you can't see anything like that in the traveling shows. They're just so well done. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, he sold that. Um, and he has come back now and he's always, he's stayed doing different kind of fun things, but he's created this new um, concept called Frugs. So um, oh, right. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up my screen here and I'll show you. Um, this is the gentleman here. Um, and he says, you know, when I created Cirque du Soleil, I mix elements from the world of theater with those of Cirque, um, with the house of Frugs. I want to inspire to propose different ways of coloring the world, making it more playful in new and unusual ways through art and entertainment in all of its forms. And so what they've done is they've just created really these art installations, utilizing RVs, um, different kind of tent setups. They had a big setup at uh, Burning Man, um, called Frugs, where they had this massive big Frug tent, which was hilarious. Uh, they incorporate local artists and music to come and do singing and songs um, and enjoy and get together. And the whole idea is to bring the old and the young together, create a tribe, um, enjoy lives, celebrate each other, give back to society and um, create these really cool, um, enjoyable experiences. Um, but here's I kind of toggle through the slides. You can see some of the pictures here. So these are some of the RVs that have the artwork done out on the outside. On the inside, they're also really well decorated and super cute. Um, this is a space that they're um, starting to try. It's in Miami. Um, it's the Frug House. Uh, you can go, you can hang out, you can book it out for different types of events. Again, just another place to come together, collaborate, um, and enjoy some great music and some great entertainment. Um, and then this, I just had to throw it in there. I thought this was so cool. This is their uh, Burning Man uh, tent setup where they set up this big tent and do the performances under the tent on the sand out there in California. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, really interesting. I mean, it's, it's a little bit like a... Um like a traveling art collective, uh, you know, like a, you know, mobile meow wolf kind of concept, you know, without maybe the underlying uh, ecosystem or lore behind it, uh, you know, more just focused on the art and the community. 
And they do have a little bit of lore. Um, I, I'm not going to get into it here. It's very basic, though. I don't see it going into detail. But and one of the things that he did mention was actually Meow Wolf and that Cirque, how, how Cirque actually did have an impact on that. And many of the artists that are involved in that were, you know, heavily um, uh, directed by what they did there. So it's Cirque, which is, again, yeah. very interesting. So it's cool that we have all these artists in our lives creating these neat, unusual things for us to get out there and enjoy, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and he, uh, you know, looked very much the artist part in that yes. in, in that picture. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's truly. definitely on that spectrum. So that's awesome. We need people like that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I'll be Xers. This is a wrap for the daily show today for the Halloween edition. And uh, we wish you all the best. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. <laughs> yep. Trick or treat everyone. <laughs>